For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. It was a day that the sun will never forget. It wasn't just because this particular day that the family was exploding, exploding, and their, uh, his father and mother were separating. But it was what he was seeing happening with his father. He'd seen his father happy, he'd seen his father angry, he'd even seen his father sad over the years, but this day was different. It was a brokenness like he had never seen his father have before. The wife of his youth was driving down the driveway and he watched his dad come into the house and crumple on the floor and just weep. A brokenness that he'd never seen before. I know it's not really a great way to start off a daily, but it really does give a little bit of a picture of what I think will go into of something the, the disciples had not experienced with Jesus. We're gonna talk about Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane and him going there and the brokenness that was being experienced. So let's read it together, and we will be in Matthew 26, starting in verse 36, and this is the story. Then Jesus went with them to the olive grove called Gethsemane, and he said, Sit here a while I go, while I go there to pray. He took Peter and the son Zebedee's two sons, James and John, and he became anguish and distress. He told them, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. He went a little further and bowed before the Father to the ground and pray, praying, my Father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. We'll come back to this here and read some more, but but I want to just maybe explore a few things that we're, we're, we're interacting with here. So remember that picture of that son seeing his father in that state that he'd never seen him before. And really that's what the disciples are experiencing. Jesus come and he says, I, I, I am in distress. And then he, he uh, the, uh, Matthew writes that, but Jesus says that I am crushed or I'm overwhelmed, I am, I, I am in grief. And, and, it, and these words that he uses, these Greek words that he uses of being crushed or, or overwhelmed and, and, and grief, um, the word grief is a normal word that you would use to talk about grief. Uh, but this word of being crushed or, or, or overwhelmed, it, it, is a, it is a word that comes with deep emotion. Um, right into the very essence of who we are is the way that, that Jesus is saying, my innermost being is overwhelmed and, and I, am, I am in a state of grief. So he tells the disciples this and, and, and in this, I think we can see that there's this humanity that is, is there at this moment. We're, we've seen Jesus 
um, who is uh, who is this this deity, you know, the deity of Christ, that he is God. We've seen that in the healings. We've seen that in the, the miracles. And now we are experiencing this part of him in his humanity like maybe we've never experienced before. And, and so what does he do? Um, well, he falls to the ground, we read, and he prays. And this response of, of, of being overwhelmed, what is the result? Well, he, he does this. He, he stops, he drops, and he prays. And, and I think there's some lesson in here for us because we will some point in time find our, our position of maybe deep anguish, of, of being overwhelmed, of being crushed, and what are we going to do? In our society today, it's easy for us to run to some drug of choice, and, and it could be uh, alcohol, it could be drugs, it could be pornography, it could be shopping, it could be um, all kinds of things, maybe working longer hours, uh, and, and, or, or maybe um, sitting in front of the television uh, Whatever it is, when we get into this state, it's easy to find ourselves moving to something that makes us feel good. And here, Jesus wasn't looking to feel good. He was work looking to find a way to express what he was feeling. And the only place he could go was to Gethsemane. The only place he could go was to, was to stop, drop, and pray. So that's the first thing that we can learn here. Well, uh, let's read on here and, and see what else we, we find. In verse 40, it says, He returned to the disciples and he found them asleep. He said to Peter, Couldn't you watch with me for even an hour? Keep watch and pray so that you will not, not give into temptation. For the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Then Jesus left for the second time and he prayed, Father, if this... If this cup cannot be taken away unless I drink it, your will, your will be done. When he returned to them again, he found them sleeping, for they couldn't keep their eyes open. So he went to pray a third time, saying the same thing again. Then he came to the disciple and he said, Go ahead and sleep. Have your rest, but look, the time has come. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of the sinners. Up Let's get, be going. Look, my betrayer is here. So the, the story continues and it continues to unfold. And, and Jesus uh, says to the disciples, he says, you know what? Your, your spirit may be where you want it to be, but your body is weak. And, and, and he just tells that story of, of us. It sums it up that I find myself in that place as well. As, as Paul wrote, the things that I want to do, I don't do, and the things that I do, do not want to do, I do. So it's that part of the, the spirit is there, but the body is weak. And we need to recognize that. And he doesn't condemn them. He just states what is the truth. And, and the flesh can easily overtake us. The flesh can easily be the dominant part, but we must live in the spirit. And Jesus teaches, what, how do we do that? Well, we come back to that part. We stop, we drop, and we pray. We go to Gethsemane. We go to meet the Father in our anguish, in our hard times. So Jesus then says, if this cup, take this cup from me, take this cup from me. Where was he going with that? What, what did he mean by that? 
I, I believe that what Jesus is trying to express here is that his first response is, is, that, is that if I don't have to die, um, if there's another way, again, we see something similar to what we read in the Psalms where, where the psalmist often writes, Lord, rescue me from this hardship, rescue me from this trial, rescue me. And, and we read in Psalms that not always rescued in the way in which they're they, they, they asking to be rescued, but God is always there. And, and, and we see Jesus in his in his humanity, crying out, God, rescue me, take this, take this from me. And when he talks about the cup, it, you know, prior to that, he's with the disciples and he lifts up a cup and he says, this cup, it represents my blood, a new covenant. That cup re represented life. This cup represents death. It is a cup that, that they would have understood as they were reading it um, because of what took place. It was a cup that was filled with poison. It was a cup that was going that you were going to drink it and you were going to die. And what was that cup? It was dying on the cross. And and Jesus Jesus knows what this is. And he asks because he knows what he is facing. He knows the darkness that is coming. He knows the hardship that is coming. He knows that what he will be doing will be taking on the sins of the world. God's wrath will be upon him. He will face it to death and separation from God. And, and who wouldn't cry out and say, Lord, take this from me. But again, Jesus says, let your will be done. It's similar to what he, said, what he teaches us how to pray in the Lord's Prayer, Lord, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that's what he is saying here. When I, when I look at this story, I see as well that Jesus goes to the Father three times. Isn't that interesting? He doesn't just go once, but he goes three times. I see the significance in this is, again, his humanity. For us to come to the Father about something that we are finding hard, being hard-pressed by, and we shouldn't feel like, oh, I've got to come again, and I've got to come again. Jesus, the Son of God, God himself, comes to God the Father three times about the same thing, showing in, huma in his humanity we must come to the Father. So let me wrap this all up and let, let me say this. When, when I look at this, we could easily spend a lot of time on the cup and we could say what Jesus had to bear and he had to bear our sins. He had to drink that cup. But I, I want to take from this the, the aspect of the humanity of Christ, that he was man, he was human. And in that, he experienced this overwhelming anguish and and he he was in the state of grieving and what was his response he had to go to Gethsemane he had to go and pray to the father he had to be honest before the father asking for it to be taken away if it's possible and yet he shows us the willingness to follow the will of the father what are you going through in your life you you might not have gone you might not have gone through something like great anguish that Jesus is, is facing here or that we face in life. But if you haven't, you will. If you have, you understand how easy it is to go to something else other than God. But may we be encouraged and may we find the challenge that when we're in that state, we do this.
we stop, we drop, and we pray. And I'll add one last thing into it. Bring people along. I know the disciples fell asleep, but they were with him. And he went back to them, and then he went back to praying, and he went back to them, and he went back to praying, and he went back to them. He didn't abandon them even though they fell asleep. We need people around us. Jesus had people around him, but in his greatest and darkest times, we see that he stopped, dropped, and he prayed, and he allowed God's will to be done. Lord Jesus, help us in these times. If we haven't found our t- ourselves in these times of great hardship, we will one day. And may we use this principle that Jesus had, that he stopped, he, he dropped, and he prayed before you. He brought others along in that journey. Lord, help us not to lean towards our own understanding, but to trust you with all our heart. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.